Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to the Beauty Podcast with Emma G. In this episode, I am joined by James Reed, the man whose name is synonymous with tanning. And I'm not talking tanning tanning, I'm talking sophisticated, beautiful, golden, glowing tanning. This man has come to market with some innovative, never seen before concoctions that, I mean, blow my mind and fill my bathroom cupboards up to the brim. Um, He has a worldwide following as well, so I'm not the only one. Get ready for a little bit of silliness because um, I think we may sing in this episode. And I actually had to split it into two parts because we gaveled on for two hours. Um, So they are in two bite-sized chunks for you uh, in this conversation with James Reid. You'll find us um, actually uh, perfecting a picture for Instagram at the beginning of this interview, and that's kind of where it goes from there. So thanks for listening, thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the Beauty Podcast with Emma G, featuring James Reed. I like that. It's nice. It's cute. I right. look like a very possessive girlfriend. Like she's going to pounce me Don't at any moment. look at my man. I did, I did post it at the wrong time though, didn't I? But anyway. No. Right, okay. Ready? Yes. James Reed. hi. Are we on now? We're, we're live. Oh, okay. We're live. We're live. Um, hi. Hi there. So, <laughs> mustn't bang the table. We're buddies. Yes. How long have we known each other? Um... Since uh, 1979. Um, yeah, <laughs> disco era. Disco era, yeah. I think I was, uh, I never liked telling people my age. So, Me um, yeah, it was when I was born, which was in the 80s. <laughs> Late 80s. Are you an 80s baby? No, of course not. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> 70s, but I still make up. I was going to end the interview yeah. now because I didn't think we could be friends. Um, but. So I never met you back in the early days, but I heard about you lots. Because when I first started at magazines, everyone was telling me about this amazing guy, James, who um, could tan you and you looked amazing and he was great fun and wonderful company. Um, And for whatever reason, I just never 
disrobed and got in your booth, I which know, I, I know I, is a career low for you. I, I can't believe I've never seen you naked, um, which is, uh, to me, um, it's uh, something on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I've not quite achieved that yet, so um, I, I, don't can't, know how I, I can't. I can't die yet because uh, my bucket list is not complete. Don't know how I feel about my new. You're TV up there with like list. kind of going on a cruise, um, not cruising. We want to get that straight, but on a cruise, which is a boat on the sea. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I started out like worked for Saint Tropez, so I started out in like a kind of um, people used to. It was a bit like. Um, was it the Muse House near Baker Street? It was in Devon and Rock Street. Yeah. Like, oh. It, it's, and it was. Um, uh, down in the basement and, and everyone was used to refer it to like the broom cupboard with Andy Peters with Gordon the Gopher or Phillips Gofield um, so I never had Gordon the Gopher um, you said but, a tanning mitt yeah just a tanning mitt was my um, was my Gordon the Gopher but yeah no, I used to tan um, there I started off doing the retail and then someone rang in sick once and ended up doing the tanning so and I was quite self-taught so I kind of taught myself how to tan rather than someone teaching me so um, what goes into teaching yourself how to tan um i don't know i think just looking at someone's body and appreciating it not in a sexual way but in a <laughs> in a more of a an artistic way um, i think when i started out it was always like a people never really like kind of associated um men in the kind of beauty industry as in tanning mm-hmm. um you know, the idea of a woman coming into a salon and getting naked in front of a guy was probably quite shocking. And the amount of women that used to come it's in, thrilling. they go, oh, "You're a guy. Um, I'm not being tanned by a guy." And I'd be like, mm, "Okay, then. Um, well, I'm gay, <laughs> so don't panic." Um, but some of them were fine with that, but then some weren't more so. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, I, I think it was all about that whole um, women feeling confident. Um, and I think that's where the whole tanning thing came and it was always like to to make someone look good you made them feel confident and well that's the thing I think so when I first heard about you like lots of people getting spray tans but no one was talking about the tanner so that was the thing Hmm. the fact that you became synonymous with like going and having a really good tan it was always seen as like a a back end like a bit like when you know (laughs) a bit like the days when sunbeds are around which you know sunbeds are awful now but I think the days when sunbeds are around where people would go and get a sunbed and then the add-on would be like a spray tan at the side or a salon would do nails and mm. would do hair and like their kind of sideline would be the tanning yeah. um, just to obviously get the clients in but it was never a main focus whereas now tanning is main focus in salons you know salons mm. salons that just do spray tanning yeah. so I think it, it, it's no longer seen as a sideline it's now been pushed forward to the forefront of beauty mm. and it's more seen as a a career rather than you know something you just do on the side or it's a weekend job yeah um, it's like a makeup artist or a hairdresser um, there's a tanning expert as well so well you've always said that you wanted to bring a certain amount of s- skill to it to make it more like yeah the tanning expert was, was born the tanning expert <laughs> was born um, and you became basically what happened is you became the go-to yes please James is very kind water. <laughs> feeling a little bit dry um you get me that. I don't know why you always do that to me. <laughs> get me all tongue-tied, baby. Um, you became the go-to for beauty editors because essentially you said you worked in Debenhams mm. and you would be the person who did the press appointments. Yeah, so I kind of... Um, press would come in and oh, that's would get tanned. It's very nice, that. yeah. Mm. Um, it's always quite surprising, sparkly. I'm never, I've always been more of a, a skill 
but I kind of um, sometimes when you've got when you're in a hotel room and you've got they've got no steel, you have to have the sparkling. But I never find that sparkling ever quenches your quenches your thirst. I only really drink sparkling water when I'm trying not to drink alcohol. So I have a sparkling water with a slice of lime in until everyone. Technically, yeah, you think people still think it's it's your drink. Think it's alcoholic yeah. and um, stop being so boring. But I always end up thinking with sparkling water, I end up burping. <laughs> So there's I a fridge full of diet yeah, coke. I was there. just before I came here. I was in a um, in a Addison Lee, and I literally um, I had my headphones on. I was watching the last episode of Walking Dead, and um, I was like, I didn't realise I'd burped a couple of times because the headphones were <laughs> the noise noise cancelling ones. And obviously the driver turned around. I thought, oh my god, it must have been quite loud. But obviously when you when you're in your own little world with the headphones on, you don't hear what's going on around you. So you just the noises you make. One of my most embarrassing yeah. moments involves a burp. It's when I, I will tell you this because it still to this day makes me blush. I went on a press trip to New York in 2004. I was very new in the like magazine scene. Didn't really know anyone. I knew them because I was like, oh my god, that's newbie. Oh, that's Nicola Moulton. I thought I, that they were my idols at this point. They still are. They're just mates too. And um, we were all in the business class lounge of JFK. Sorry, I think someone's, someone's banging. Having sex they're in they're not trying to get into the door. It's like the, it's uh, yes, yeah, very awkward. Yeah, apologies about that. It's the headboard next door. Um, we were all in the business class lounge waiting to um, get on our night flight coming back to London, and um, I was drinking spicy Bloody Marys. I think it must have been the first time I've been in the first class lounge, so I was like, hell yeah, like pouring myself loads. And I was sitting with a very important person, a very important beauty director, who I was obviously keen to impress and was just hanging on every word that she said. And there was a bing bong and a call for our flight. And I turned sharply to the right and in so doing released air from my throat and did the loudest man burp ever. And I just got my things and went and sat on the plane because I was so mortified. So there's nothing worse when you do that. I think, I think the worst thing I've ever done is during an interview, which was... Um, I'd had, I didn't realise, but I'd had like um, a Thai food the day before. Mm-hmm. And um, I sometimes get like really bad IBS. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, so I had the Thai food. And then when I got to the, it was at the Barclay. And, um, I love the Barclay. I, I love the Barclay. And I had a soya hot chocolate. And then I thought <laughs> the first one was fine. It was like, and then all of a sudden I started feeling a little bit bubbly. Did you, get, um, did you get a sweat on your brow? I started getting a little bit of sweat, feel a little bit bubbly. And I said, I just need to go to the bathroom. Anyway, I was in the bathroom for 45 minutes. <laughs> so she was sat there for 45 minutes. And then I came back and I thought, oh, I feel okay now. And then I sat down and I thought, oh, I'll have another soy hot chocolate. Oh, I had another James. soy hot chocolate. I said, oh, I want need to go again. <laughs> so I was gone for another 45 minutes. So she was, bless her, she was sat there for an hour and a half on her own. And when I came back, she was like, I've really got to go now. And I was like, no, I'm so sorry. I mean, yeah, I'm so sorry to bring you here that you spend an hour and a half on your own. But um, yeah, funny situations. I love it. Um, yes. It's always something I can laugh about after. But um, back, actually, back to the tanning. Back to the tanning. <laughs> Hang on. But actually, now we're talking about hilarious stories. Um, you worked in Debenhams doing tanning. Go on. What, yeah. What did you see? Actually, um, Actually, do you know the funny thing is, like, I've, I've probably li- lived a very sheltered life. <laughs> <laughs> what, and from, from my humble beginnings in Kent? It, yeah. Um, no, do you know what? Actually, the great thing about Debenhams is I met, I've met so many friends um, from doing that, like mm. friends that now live in Australia, um, friends that I kind of, I tanned from the beginning. That, <laughs> that was a burp, wasn't it? A burp. <laughs> Tried to conceal it there. Um, but... <laughs> 
in a way, effectively, it's, it's, it's brought me a lot of friends, um, and I, I learned a lot experience-wise. Um, like before that, when I went into Devon, I used to, I, you know, went to, I worked in um, John Lewis, mm-hmm. um, Peter Jones, um, Selfridges. So I did a lot of retail jobs. Um, but I was always one of the, the naughty boys that was always very um, going on long breaks, turn up late, and like cheeky and always like always wanted to make a, a if I thought of something it had to, I had to do it and um I was always very determined so I think I was always destined to work for myself because I, I think that was what dr- drive me driven driven drove, drove me that's it um to kind of do what I, I do now mm. because it's that whole thing of being successful and doing what you need to do to get where you need to get to not yeah. sleeping with anyone I mean I've never slept with anyone to get to the top <laughs> really never that does surprise never me never slept with anyone um not for the one to try it um usually like if it's trying to seduce someone to get you know work wise I'd wear a pair of leather chaps or something to kind of try and seduce them but um, no I haven't though see whenever Seriously, I've done no, that I've always got hauled through HR oh, really yeah <laughs> and they've asked me to put some clothes oh on mind there. you I did work in this uh, department store once and um I was like kind of um the department manager like um he like loved me and then we like go out for dinner and like and all the and everyone was like gossiping at, um in the department about like um oh yeah you're untouchable because you're you're friends with the department manager and I'd be like I deliberately like um send him a text and leave my phone like near the till area where I knew that the the woman that worked on the cashier who was like in her sixties bit of a gossip and I knew that it'd bleep and his name would come up on the thing. <laughs> Miss Miss I won't say his name was. But I know that she saw it and then she'd be like going around to anyone he's getting text messages from the department manager. I like played on it as if to say like oh don't tell me off or say anything to me because I'm friends with the department manager <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah, but I was always yeah, so I was always cheeky. Um, and I've, yeah, yeah, I can imagine outfit, that. Yeah. But um, you have right now a global brand, hmm. and I haven't seen you for ages because you've been travelling the world. I mean, I, I basically live vicariously through your Instagram feed, which is you all over the place. But you're a very, very busy boy, and you've never been happier. Yeah, I love travelling. Um, I love the fact that you know this year the brands. You're going to be in like, you know, 22 countries. Mm-hmm. Just launched in France. Um, uh, we recently launched in Australia, Italy, Austria, um, Germany. Um, you know, it's um, it's mad. It's busy, um, but then I don't take it for granted. Um, well, this is the thing. So this was always going to happen, though, wasn't it? Right from because we're both Kents. We both grew up Kent in Kent. boys. I mean, you're... I'm not a Kent boy, but, but just to point, be clear. Uh, well, Kent girl. Um, <laughs> but actually, you're more from the, the kind of the posher area, which is kind of the Maidstone, the kind of, <laughs> that kind of area. I love that you think Maidstone is posh. It, it's posh compared to I was born in Chatham. So, One of uh, my Rochester, dear friends was born in Chatham. Medway Towns. Not that I'm dishing, like, kind of Chatham, but... Um, you know the high street Chatham High Street and the Pentagon Centre was a kind of like a, you'd walk down there and everyone would be there with their you know babies in the push chairs hoop earrings <laughs> <laughs> you know it was a kind of like the place to be um, I remember you know my dad used to take me there and we'd go for a wimpy with a you know one of those Bender burgers <laughs> 
<laughs> wimpy bender burger. It was like a round, round sausage kind of burger. Was, yeah, the thought of it now, I'm a vegetarian now, is a, it's a very daunting. I remember wimpy. I used to love wimpy. Wimpy king size. <laughs> I used to remember wimpy on Maystone High Street. Yeah. They'd have the, the guy outside every Saturday. Wimpy king size burger. They were huge. Wimpy was huge. But um, king. yeah, and I was brought up in in Kent and grew up in Strood. Um, went to school. Oh, it went gets to, worse. I'm yeah, sorry. Went to an all boys school. Um, How was that for you? It was fine, actually. Um, uh, it was very... Um, what's the word? I think at school I was... Uh, um, what's the word? Cheeky, uh, naughty. Cheeky, quite mouthy, but, um, yeah, bullied a little bit. People used to call me gay at school. I um, don't know why. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, uh, I was very naughty. and um, But then I was good on, in some respect as well, so... But always at school, I always knew that I wanted to like kind of be an entrepreneur. Cause I was like, I'd start like a school magazine up, and I had to be the editor. And I remember mm. calling, I gave myself a name. It was like JJ Manners. <laughs> I don't know why I called myself JJ Manners, but I got the idea because I used to watch. Remember that TV show on ITV called Press Gang? Yes, with Dexter Fletcher yes. and Julia Sawala. Yeah, I loved Press Gang, so I kind of watched that, and then I was like, I want to do my own magazine. Mm. And, uh, I want to be the editor, JJ Manners. <laughs> JJ, I, yeah. is that how you check into hotels? Yeah, this is JJ Manners. And um, I'm going to save you on my phone now. Yeah, as JJ, JJ Manners. Manners. Can you imagine it? Um, and I think also as well, I got the J, I got the JJ from because I used to watch like Dallas JR and JR JR Ewing. Um, but no, um, school was. I never really liked school. Um, and then when I left, like kind of senior school. Were you clever I, at school, or were you a bit of a? Did you just get by? Um, I'm dyslexic, so but I always managed to. Um, I did okay for GCSEs, um, but I was always very, um, you know, I hated maths or rubbish at maths. I can't, I can't add up to save my life. But um, uh, but I think um, English <laughs> and the same. I was never really good at kind of spelling. Um, but like stuff like art and mm. IT and um, like creative things, I was quite good at. Um, but even like the sort of you know people that I know that are dyslexic have, have always done well because I think sometimes it um, makes your you, you can't you know I'm not the greatest at spelling or using numbers but I'm the greatest uh, I'm good at like kind of thinking of ideas and turning them ideas into reality um, I think I remember because I got through school by the skin of my teeth because I was because I wanted to be a backing singer with Guns and Roses and so I didn't understand I mean I was more interested in school about who was fit and who wasn't I went to all yeah. girls' school. <laughs> I went to all boys. So the amount of times I'd snogged beyond the bog, sh- uh, bog shed, the bike sheds with the boys at school was the best. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was a fantasist. I was fat, um, really spotty, and mm. had terrible facial hair, and that just isn't going to work. You're just not going to. I mean, you go through that stage at school, don't you, where you have a you still smoke, in it for quite no, a you smoke for about like four weeks or something. Like the idea of smoking at school was like you basically you bum a cigarette when you wouldn't even smoke it. You'd... <laughs> And if you smoke menthols, do you inhale? Someone's like, do you inhale? Yeah. And then it's like you finish the cigarette, chewing gum, chewing gum, quick, quick, quick. (laughs) Someone said to me that when uh, she, I can't remember who it was, it might have been Abby Cleave actually from Amsterdam, was saying, nothing that a packet of ten silk cut and a packet of polos can't cure. And I thought that was so true. Everyone ate polos. But I remember them days, it was like a packet of cigarettes was like a pound. And it was like you go there, you go there, and um, you'd order the sweets and in the shop, like you go and pick all the sweets. And I remember the curly whirlies. You remember the curly whirly sticks, the Cadburys. It was like the curly whirly. You can still get them. Can you get them in the white wrapper? Yeah, the white wrapper, and also the what was really big then as well. 
I used to love the crunchy crisps. They were like these ten p crisps you can get from the shop. They love space nice. invaders. Yeah. Oh god. Um, <laughs> love space invaders. But um, but yeah, what I was going to say about school is that there are some people who flourish. Yeah. Later in life. Yeah. But then they get a really hard time because maybe they're not doing so well in school. And I remember my mum saying to me, someone saying, it's just not your time yet. It's just not your time. So did you feel that? Did you feel a sense of, I know I'm going to be all right in the future. I just kind of got to wing. Oh, no, I, I kind of went through that whole stage of like, it wasn't till I was in my like 30s that I really kind of knew what I wanted to do. Because mm-hmm. I kind of like just, I was just like a floater. So I kind of like, I never really had any ambition. I, I always wanted to be successful and do well. Mm. But I was just happy going along, working in jobs. Um, and then basically, in a way, doing it to get money. to get mm. So then I could go out that weekend or go out on the week. Um, yeah. And you know, in my 20s, I Work was always... Yeah, that was it. And in my 20s, I was more interested in men and kind of like relationships and... Um, kind of like because I first moved to London when I was like 18 I met my first like kind of boyfriend and then we moved to Enfield Enfield town very uh, lovely area (laughs) no it was fine Um, what I did was actually the great thing about Enfield was it introduced me to Waitrose because they had the first ever Waitrose there there was only a few there was one in in Richmond as well and um then I was I lived with him for a little while and then I basically uh, started work at John Lewis um, Oxford Street in their place to eat their restaurant bit because you were, went to catering college yeah so I went to catering college I left school went to trained as a chef um, and then kind of like worked I worked in a sort of a in an old people's home as a as a chef there and uh, I used to get all the food and I suggested maybe one time that we cook them a steak um, and then <laughs> I think because I liked um, my that you know when I was younger, my dad always used to bring me up on like having steak well done because that's how he liked it. I mean now I don't eat meat, but um, uh, I, so I thought to myself, oh well, maybe they like it well done. But imagine you know there's these women in their sixties, seventies dentures, they can't eat steak. <laughs> so they, oh anyway, so they sent all the steak back apparently. So that was like a waste, and then. They kind of gave me a warning, and then I, the next day I was cooking a shepherd's pie, and then someone suggested I put a little bit of soya sauce and chilli powder in it, so I did that, and apparently a few of them were on the toilet the next day, so um, I kind of, um, I left that, that job before um, they got rid of me, and um, then worked in a hotel, didn't like it, because it was all kind of long hours, and I, to me, like Christmas, I love Christmas, and mm. spending time with family and stuff, and um catering they want you to work like when you're a chef you have to work every every mm. holiday and stuff like that so I didn't stay in that um and then I went to obviously got a job at the place to actually no um I worked in a warehouse for three months um in a, like a steel factory a steel was yeah. it <laughs> and I remember I used to like fall asleep at the machine of cutting the metal and then it, would cut, it, it, it basically cut the wrong size and um, I remember like going in and um, you could have cut the, your hand I know but I remember working there and I was more interested in oh my god my hands are dirty it's <laughs> disgusting and there was oil on them and I know for a fact it was like kind of they were all like because I'd come in like 
on the Monday and say how I'd seen so-and-so that weekend. And it was like, oh, yeah, I've just seen Kylie this weekend. And then I'd made out that I was, like, kind of straight because I didn't want to tell them they were all mm. laddish. Um, the fact that I'd been to GOI. <laughs> and then they'd, like, someone opened the newspaper. Oh, she was at this gay place called GOI. And I was like, oh, no, no, I saw her after saw she sang. She sang show. somewhere else as well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so didn't really last there. And then... Um, Moved to moved to London. Work, start working at John Lewis, and then um, uh, and then that was it. Worked at John Lewis for you know three or four years. Worked in their um, restaurant, and then went to work in their bridal registry. Did wedding lists, um, so organised people's weddings. Um, Seems real. But I always had that desire to like kind of um, to do something um, like different. But then I I just was happy just going along with the flow and when did, that kind of stuff so when did tanning happen and how did it was it quite early on in that in your tanning career that the seed was sown that this was going to be how you were going to make no your I mean I started tanning when I was like I remember trying tanning wipes in boots them tan towels the silver ones oh right and I remember like using them when I was like 13, 14 to like get a bit of colour and then I just carried on using them and it, it got to the point where I kind of like couldn't go out without them and um, I remember like I went away to the south of France when I was like 15 and I got that I got this like kind of after sun that had tan in it oh, right. and I put it on and it was like my whole hands were like completely orange like my palms and all my hand and it was like I was like so embarrassed the next day when I went to school because everyone was like oh have you got fake tan on and I was like no this is the real sun <laughs> obviously because I, I, had, my hands, I put man. the tan on the top it kind of it got a really nice colour, but my, my hands were like slightly dark. And, mm. But also, it was the time when tanning products were slightly, um, you know, we're talking like, you know, I'm not going to say how long ago. I don't want to reveal my real age here. Yeah. Um, but it, it was kind of the time when tanning was slightly orange. So you, mm. you knew when you used tanning products, they were orange and they weren't natural looking. Um, so then it kind of put me off. So I didn't use them for a time after that. So. Mm. Um, and then it was years later that I then was introduced to like Saint Tropez, and then because you worked for Saint Tropez, didn't you? Did yeah, you so I worked for them for for quite a long time, and worked in their in the Debenhams, and then then I did their like artist relations, um, and worked with like press and. Um, so you worked with press, and then you 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 are known for the fact that you tan a lot of celebrities, and you were known at Saint Tropez for that. But since you've had your own range you're really known for tanning celebrities because your whole range, the whole thing, has always been the natural tan. It's not about faking the sort of... I've been on holiday for two weeks. Mm. There's always been something a little bit more innovative. Well, I think my kind of take on tanning was, you know, before I brought my, my brand out, you know, tanning, start to move, st- tanning started to move in that direction, but I think tanning was more about the kind of dark tans, the kind mm-hmm. of... that Still with that 80s, 90s look... Uh, and my kind of take on tanning when I, you know, left Saint-Tropez and then opened a salon in the Sanderson mm. Hotel and it was the first ever, like, bespoke salon by a, any tanner, any expert in the world and the first person to ever do, like, a tanning menu that was kind of, like, customed to in each individual skin tone mm. but also it changed how people saw tanning. So rather than just seeing it as a kind of, like... Um, you know, go in, get your spray tan and leave. It was all more about the look. So you'd mm. get like a fashion tan, which was like half body tan or the ski tan, which was like the arms and the hands and the face. And 
the things that are on show when you're skiing or you know the the destination town which is about building your town up in layers so I was the first one that ever started layering so mm. you do one layer for like a light town two layers for a medium and three towns for a dark and if, I remember at Central Plain everyone was like oh you, it doesn't matter if you layer it doesn't make you darker but actually it does mm. it helps you build up it's like being in the sun you know you don't go from light to, to dark straight away you, you gradually build up in layers yeah. so it's the same process also it helps you so you don't miss bits um, but no I, I kind of like wanted to do my own take on tanning I think mm. being at the Sanderson like introduced me to like more celebrities working with Purple which was probably one of my you know great sort of things to do in my life you know they looked after the Sanderson's they worked with me mm. you know I had a lot of help from Anna Marie who used to be you know beauty director of Vogue yeah. um, and my manager Simon you know Anna Marie worked you know Solovey um, yeah. worked with me from the beginning um, on the um on the products and the packaging because it would have been easy to just find someone who had a tanning formula and put your name on it because oh, yeah. you were known enough but that was never this is the thing I mean about this whole entrepreneurial spirit that you had from like being a kid you were like no 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 if I'm doing it and if my name's going on it yeah I mean the thing is I got I got met with quite a few investors and it was very up and down and quite emotional because I'm quite an emotional person um, it's what but, makes you wonderful. But I think it's passionate. I, 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 it's passion that kind of drives you and makes you emotional because you just very, you believe in what you want to do and you believe in your your brand or believe in your name and mm. you want to want to do the best with it. Um, and I always said that I wanted to be, you know, in a bathroom, in a 20-bedroom house, in a bathtub with a guy rubbing with a loofah, <laughs> drinking champagne, and I made it in a 20-bedroom house, <laughs> like Joan Connors in Dynasty. Um, or being on a boat in uh, the French. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Triviera likes, um, you know, Stephanie uh, Powers um, with the music playing. I'm so excited because I just can't hide it. I know, I know, I you want you, basically. I want you. Drinking, and it was a film, it was a TV film that she did called Deceptions, where she had twin, a twin sister, and it, that's what the film okay, was where she was dancing on the boat and drinking champagne, and with all your friends and family knowing that you made it. Um, but you no, basically I, want to live in a Duran Duran video, don't you? I do, yeah. Um, not the one where they shoot it in the um, boxing ring where people are rubbing around in, in, in oil and stuff. Isn't that Frankie Goes to Hollywood? Relax. Uh, no, no. That, that, um, also, um, oh, Duran Duran did it as yeah, well. Yeah, no, not that one. It, um, it's quite good. I can't think <laughs> what it's called. Is it Wild or what? Wild Boys. <clears throat> yeah, Wild Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I kind <laughs> of like... <clears throat> I met my investor through Twitter, actually, believe it or not, and... Um, 
we met up and he wanted to like basically do a brand put my name to a brand that he already had and I was like no if I want to do a brand you know I want to do it with my name you know there's no one in the world that I've got a brand by a person like a turn expert yeah. um, this is what I want to do blah 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 and then I obviously managed to sweet talk him because he uh, gave me the opportunity um, me sweet talk and um, <laughs> yeah and then and, and, and that was it really and then we kind of worked on the idea the packaging <clears throat> the concept of the packaging was very like 70s retro hottest summer ever 76 Farrah Fawcett the gold hot pants mm-hmm. Um, also slightly art deco um, so you've kind of got that whole art deco the golds um, and also it was something that I found that tanning products were quite ugly mm. so it, it was something that you'd want to have on your bathroom shelf or you'd want you wouldn't want to hide away because you'd want people to come in and go oh my god you, you, you use that brand it was something you'd be proud to have out but yeah. also you'd be proud to um, to use it as well because it was a good colour or it was a good um, you know didn't smell or you know it, it was skincare as well mm. and I think doing the brand it was very much like you know I just didn't want to bring out another tanning brand it had to be my take on tanning what was my unique selling point what was my difference what was my kind of standpoint mm. um, so then that's when the whole um, adding skincare and tanning came in for to me it was you, I wanted to look after your skin and tan your skin at the same time because that was the thing I remember when we first met it was all about to happen because you were at the Sanderson mm. and I used to come for hot chocolates and we just used to chit chat and um, it was always this thing of it's going to be different it's not going to be like anything else you've seen before and so I'm intrigued how you went from spray tanning with you know another brand's formula to then actually going and creating your own formulas because there's like a science you know there's a science mm. to how you create all of that and there's a chemistry and whatever to I think it got to the point where, um, you know, the lab stopped answering my calls um, <laughs> and they blocked me. I don't end up ringing up on private numbers, so they, so they had no choice but to answer. It's JJ Manners. Um, yeah, JJ Manners. Um, because I am a perfectionist and I think if you're going to put your name to something, mm. you know, even now, like, you know, we've had products out for about a year and a half, but I've still, you know, changed them or oh, yeah. improved them. So I think at the end of the day, you've got something, um, but it's like anything things can be improved it's like you know me as a person I'm sure there's things of me that I, I can improve or change or but I think you know nothing's ever perfect so um I mean if I had my way I'd change everything all the time I'm like that <laughs> even if I'm a, my new website's just launched but I'm one of those that are basically I'll be bored jamesreadtown.com yeah but I'll be bored after like a month and want to change it again because that's just me I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like um I get bored quite easily. That's um, why Instagram's so good for you. Yeah, because pictures are very, um, you know, pictures are a great way to express mm-hmm. who you are and, you know, what you're doing and at that time. And listeners, he's got a swanky new camera. Yeah, well, I, love, I love my new camera. My new Lumix GX8. <laughs> um, also allows you to take a selfie. We were taking some pictures earlier. Um, <laughs> but the good thing about, like, Instagram is basically, um, you know, you can be anywhere in the world, but... Instagram, you're, you know, you know, you're not anywhere, you're everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's a good way to, to keep in touch with people. And I think I've kind of, I don't really post as much pictures as I used to. I, I think I'm more selective now, but I think because I am a brand, it's not really about mm. taking pictures on the piss. 
I kind of stopped doing that, or I've stopped putting up pictures where I've got my top off as well because I thought Drunk that was slightly in- inappropriate. It was amazing though. Um, you were doing a fitness kick, and your abs were. I need to get back on that again, but uh, I used to take my top off on QVC as well because I'm on QVC. You um, you took your top off before because as well as being mates uh, from because we work together on QVC as well you've we've got, you work the, the brand yeah. yeah we've been in the same hours and we've shared a dressing room before in fact if you go on my Instagram there's a brilliant brilliant video of James doing press ups before he goes oh god it. is that, that up you... on your Instagram <laughs> yeah. no um, uh, that's where that was when you were taking your top off so you were like but there was also a good video that that never saw the light of day of me in a cab doing um, Cheryl. Britney, uh, Cheryl, no, Cheryl Cheryl um what song uh, is it? When You Call My Name. No, no, When You Call My Name. Um, no, you're right, it's got call in it. Oh, uh, God. Call My Name. <laughs> when You Call My Name. No, something no, I can't think. Oh, that was... That like was a prayer, No, that was... Oh, I can't think what that was. <laughs> no, it was. It was a great video. Uh, I think Becky Knowles has still got yeah, on yeah. Um, that Yeah, yeah. And I was, we were with Alice to Park as well. Yeah. So that can never see the light of day. Um, <laughs> but I think um, it was very... Uh, um, what were we saying? Instagram, yeah. Instagram, I mean, Instagram. And we did QVC together, didn't we? So, um, yeah. Um, you were taking your top off, and that's and you you took your top off quite a lot. And then I followed you once, and I was asked live on air. Now you're not going to take your dress off, are you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought you'd need two packs. I got of a bit carried away line. doing it every week, so I kind of thought I've stopped doing that now. I thought I wanted people to take me seriously <laughs> rather than just thinking I'm some kind of person with. No top on. <laughs> but you looked magnificent, my darling. Yeah. But um, it was, yeah, like you say as well, I, I'm more about, it's like QVC, I'm more about having fun. And I think if you can't have fun, if you can't enjoy yourself, then what's the point in doing it in the first place? Mm. Um, life is about having a laugh. Having a laugh. Working hard. Yeah. Having a laugh. I have watched your TSBs. When you had your TSB last year, I watched, I basically tuned in for the whole day just because it was entertaining. I think and they stopped, they banned me for doing certain <laughs> hours. Though, cause I think 1pm <laughs> 1, 1 in the afternoon talking about, they had a butcher on there called Frank the Butcher and I was asking about his sausages and his penis. I think, <laughs> um, and then I think I grabbed the presenter's leg and I started licking her leg live on air, um, Chloe. Um, Chloe Everton. Who's lovely, lovely. Chloe. we love her. But I think, yeah. Um, your show with Catherine Huntley was amazing. I think you were going to cry. It was your last hour. Oh, it was hysterical. Um, it's funny that I always think of like comedy moments because I I did drama school when I was younger. So, um, like to me, is like a comedy. So I always, when I'm on air or when I'm talking to someone, I or sometimes I just get that a, a comedy moment or a comedy like kind of thing in my head and think about it. It's like that one with with uh, Ricky Gervais when you just said about the top up. I just thought of that mm. the moment where he's. Um, uh, talking about a philosophy and he gives this famous quote and he goes do you know who said that? No. Dolly Parton. <laughs> and they said she was all tits. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. something like that and I think um, I think I kind of like uh, uh, I think like that every, every, every opportunity is a comedy moment yeah. and it is like the thing I remember I trained to be a psychotherapist and um uh, did personal centre counselling um, I did that for three years but in evening classes so I was like I remember telling someone the other day a journalist she was like remember when you said you were going to give up tanning because you were going to go in to do psychotherapy and I was like yeah um, but luckily tanning took off but, mm-hmm. you know, I still would have done psychotherapy but I remember like the first sort of three months of doing the course um, I was always joking around in the class and like kind of they were like people hated me and I'm like oh my god can't he just be serious this is a serious thing and we all went away for like a weekend and it was like a kind of a like a bit like a retreat you know like spiritual and 
in this kind of country house and um <laughs> i got everyone drunk on the imagine. friday and everyone was like so drunk um <laughs> like so it was such a bad influence and um and then um, the next morning because we were all hung over and we were all slightly um uh emotional because when you're hungover you tired become emotional, emotional. Yeah. In, in the tabloids yeah. whenever they say celebrities are tired and emotional what they mean is hungover or yes <laughs> true this is exactly what it was and so we the next day we've got all this group sessions so we're all sitting around talking and each person's got like about 10 minutes each to talk about themselves and say what you know what they can improve about themselves I mean when it came to me I was just like let it all out I was bawling like crying I was in you know really like kind of emotional and then um, people were coming up to me after going oh my god I'm so glad we saw the real you <laughs> you weren't joking for once I was like well you know I kind of um, yeah hidden depth hidden depth so um, and from then on I enjoyed the course it was like kind of like and it, it, it kind of went I, I kind of you know, I am interested in people and I, I love people and I think this job, you know, to, to do the job that I do and I still do tanning, but to do the job and stand in front of someone and tan them, they're naked in front of you, but you've got to listen about their lives and their journeys and everything. Um, people it are does very add vulnerable to that. then. Yeah, yeah, of course it does. And, and that noise is getting on my nerves. I know, I'm sorry <laughs> listeners, but we booked a quiet room to do this chat and the people next but door but you can still hear us though can't you yeah, so that's I'm a good sure thing yeah still yeah, hear it's us. a little bit annoying yeah. it sounds quite dodgy um yeah you really do put people at ease and like you are loved like everybody who meets you adores you mm. and that's quite something I really want to bang on the wall now let me bang on the wall <laughs> getting on my nerves <laughs> this is a solid wall this is a solid wall right? he's just broken his hand shut up <laughs> um I don't think they can hear me no um what was you saying I was saying just how great you are. I've hurt my hand now. Um, <laughs> you really did go. I think I need to go to A and E. I think I've broken my fingers. Um, I'm one of those though. Do you ever do that? Like, if you ever, if anything is ever wrong, you Google it. <laughs> yeah, I would never Google it. Oh, uh, it's like um, I had like I think I bit my lip and then I had something on my lip and I was like, oh my god, I've just Googled it. I think I've got something seriously wrong with my lip. I, I need to go and see someone now. And then, um, yeah. So um, my friend messaged me last night. He's exactly the same. He's like, oh. I, I've, hurt, I've strained my foot. I think it might be broken. I've Googled it. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, don't Google. Um, yeah, Google's really bad. Google's really no, bad. you put people at ease very, very easily. Mm. That's a well-constructed sentence. Um, and you get on with all types of people. And that is a skill in itself. That's, I think, why everyone sort of raved about you in the early days because it wasn't like you had a brand to promote then you did you did no. tanning but you became you James Reed the brand before the tan was already incredibly popular. yeah and I, and I think do you know what as well I'm not I don't take myself seriously at all and I don't ever think I'm I'm sure I have like uh, moments where I've kind of like kick off but I mean that's more to do with my, my if things aren't done right my products it's mm-hmm. my name but you know, I usually I'm just you know to me uh, the perfect night would be just hanging out with my friends and my family mm. and um, you know I don't take life seriously but also I don't ever I don't, I don't ever think oh my god I'm amazing or you know because the end of the day what I have could be gone tomorrow but mm. I work for it so it doesn't go tomorrow you know I work hard yeah. because I I want to do well I want to achieve well and I'm sure there's mistakes that I make along the way and but then you improve on their mistakes but I've only ever turned negative into positive because mm. I think and it was always an inspiration like I remember watching in 2000 
which was the the September issue with um, Anna Wintour. That wasn't in the year 2000, was it? So I think it was, yeah, 2000. I remember watching it in 2000, whether it was filmed then. But um, we are old, aren't we? Um, I'm still 23. Um, <laughs> it, I, I've had the work done. Um, no, I haven't. Um, someone, said once, someone said to me the other day, oh, you've you had work done because I noticed on your Instagram you've had your, your skin looks it's perfect. Called a filter, honey. <laughs> it's called a good camera, um, <laughs> yeah. and just turning the face to the light in a certain way so it makes you look younger. Um, but no, I um, uh, I've lost my thought pattern there. What was I saying? Well. Uh... I can't remember because I picked up my pen because I really want to um, talk about your products again, actually. I was just making a note about that. Um, skincare and tanning. That was new. That was, that was revolutionary. Yeah, it was kind of like... It. Um, it, was, it was something different. I, I first started out with a liquid tan, um, uh, which was, you know, okay. I mean, if you didn't know how to use a liquid, it'd go everywhere. <laughs> Um, and then um, there was a kind of the gradual tan. So it was a kind of like an edit, the, the originally of like of beauty pro- of like self tanning products. And um, and then I kind of had a dream. Um, I was asleep one day and I was dreaming as you do. Um, it wasn't the dream about you um, in them suspenders. Um, so it was the dream about. Um, actually, I can't stop looking at your boobs. Stop they, look, it. they look really I'm big wearing, today. I'm, no, I, I know. I've told they you. They look really big. I'm, I just keep, I keep on thinking. I've now got a comedy moment in my head. The one from um, Little Britain. Bitty. bitty. I we want had bitty. breakfast this morning, and I I'm wearing a different bra from normal, I want and bitty. it is a little bit. It is. A, I do feel a little bit boobalicious. Give me bitty. So I've been wearing. So I'm wearing a scarf, and all through breakfast, I was like, "Why is James not looking at my eyes?" And the scarf had parted, and you were just staring down my top. Yeah, I, I couldn't help it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I won't what wear this bra again in front of you. I'll no, wear it's a lovely. You look lovely. One. You look lovely. Um, <laughs> and I think yeah, I did. I had this dream, and it was. Uh, I was. Uh, I kind of like before the dream I remember going to bed and um, I used to put on like um, like hydrating masks on my face so I used to love like um, you know the aromatherapy associates the rose love it and the dermalogica the hydrating mask oh the one that comes out orange no no it's like a um a clear one like a bit like a gel a bit like the aromatherapy associates one so I used to wear both of those and go to bed and um, they used to like I used to wear them to bed even though it said leave them on for 20 minutes but I'd put them on and you'd wake up with like a really soft skin and like Mm. you look like you've had like 20 hours sleep and then I thought actually there's no mask on the moment of the uh, there's no mask Mm. out there that actually tans you while you sleep but also all the tanning products out there never really targeted a certain time when mm. to use it so a tanning product was either a mousse or a spray or a moisturiser yeah. there was nothing that specifically said you've got to use this for this or for that mm-hmm. um, so that's where the sleep mask was born um, I remember ringing up my investor and I was like yeah I really want to call it sleep mask tan oh no one's he's a 60 year old man no one's going to get sleep mask tan will he mind this impression he'll love it <laughs> um, he's got no choice I'm doing it now um, <laughs> no one's going to love sleep mask tan James no one's going to get it no one will get the name I went trust me they will get the name so anyway I sent about a million emails rang him every day until he had to conceive um, and make sure that that was put on the packaging concede concede Not that's it there's the you dyslexic conceive, you conceive the, dys- the product the dyslexic conceive. was coming out there um, 
not that I conceived a child, but I conceived a product actually. You did. Technically, they are your children. Technically, yeah. I gave birth um, quite a few times actually, 23 times. Um, it's quite painful actually now. The stomach um, can't walk. Um, but and the sleep mask came out and actually it took the whole beauty industry by storm. Because it really did. In general. Um, and I'm not like blowing my own trumpet by that because actually brands started changing their name on the packaging from night cream to sleep mm. mask or sleep cream. And yep. um, the word sleep was more used in, 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 in packaging or for mm. product uh, names. And then all of a sudden now loads of tanning brands have brought out night products yeah so it's kind of like um i set the trend yeah you did the thing is is that in beauty it's often easy to think that every possible product has already been thought of yeah um and the last few years you know there's been so much new product development and so many new first to market things but you particularly have your range is always about bringing something new and different yeah i think like i had the bb pen that first launched as well which is like I, the bb i tell you that that to this day is still one of my favorite products and i don't know i'm going to take you back four years to the glamour awards when well you put me all over your face where i and i kept coming <laughs> up to it the glamour awards because i drunk quite a lot that night we don't both had actually we both yeah had. no we were a mess did but, you cop off with someone that night? Are <laughs> <laughs> you going to keep that in or edit it out? I bet you're going to edit it out, aren't you? <laughs> no, I didn't cop off with anyone, but there, oh, okay. may, there may have been some amorous advances. Yeah, I remember a couple of stories, but I won't mention. One of them involved a pair of high heels. Okay, but anyway. No, that was afterwards. That was the text yeah. of... No, I'll tell you, that was the text that was... Um, I'm sending a taxi to your house. Give me your address. It's going to be an outfit in the back. I want you to put it on and come to my hotel. And I, I reply, I can't remember what happened, but I turned my phone off and put, put the phone under the, the sofa cushion. Just out of embarrassment so that like, they'd oh, actually no. done it. Yeah. Or, um, or did you put it under there because you were tempted? No, <laughs> no, I was reading, it was when, I was reading Fifty Shades of Grey at the time. So oh, okay. it was all a little bit too much. Yeah, like, you might get a few ideas. Maybe he would read it, he had read it as well. So maybe that's where his idea was I think from, he wrote but, it. Um, um, but, but no, back to like seriously, back to tanning. <laughs> but the BB pen I'm saying mm. is that night, I remember telling everybody, because I don't know if the pen had actually, we, I'd had a press sample, but I don't know if it mm. was on, and I was going up to everyone, Look at my skin. All I'm wearing tonight is James Ruth's BB pen. I was that girl. And it, 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 the, the, um, <laughs> it was things like that that actually I appreciated it. I mean, I got all my friends in the industry that, you know, even Alice, you know, I love the Alice Dupark. Um, Jess Hogan used to be at Vogue and um, Nicola and everyone that kind of in the industry that I'd wait outside their offices with a sample of the product and then I'd say oh can you message me and tell me what you think of it I remember the sleep mask I did the same because I was always very um you know if there's one person that didn't like it I'd ring up the lab straight away this is one person's complained this is not right about it they'd be like but oh, everyone else likes it I don't care that one person you need to make sure this is changed um but to me, it was about changing the industry from being just a standard industry of bringing out products that mm. are, you know, just a mousse or a spray. It was about creating that innovation and that, that mm. kind of... And now, since then, every brand now, every tanning brand, each year they try and outdo each other. And, it, mm. you know, the fact is, you know, that was my goal to do that. That yeah. was my goal for that to happen. And I think it was all about, you know, to me, beauty is all about even tanning is about bringing out something that no one ever thought they could have mm. 
and it was it's that whole thing of like this year I brought out you know the Tantor which is about contouring and it, it so gives exactly. you like you know one side is an illuminator the other side is the Tantor that you can so use so it's a makeup to... cosmetic contouring kit yes you can contour but also if you use it over two to three days the the contour starts to stay slightly not to the point where it leaves you a line or a stripe but it just leaves a radiance to the skin so mm. it's great for tan skin or it's great to use as your makeup mm. um, but also like the H2O tan mist which is like a water rose water tan mm. That you can use. That's brand brand yeah. new. For um, but you can use it. No one's ever done a rose water with a tan. Mm. But it, it's an, it's anti aging. It's got antioxidants. It's also you can use it under makeup or over makeup. It's also organic. Um, but the great thing about it is it's a water, so mm. you can use it. You know, four or five times a day, and you're not going to over tan because it only goes to a certain level. So you just look glowy, basically. Because that's again, you've never. I mean, you, you can go dark with your products if you want to. Mm. But it's always been a bit more about skin looking healthy and beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I'm more about, like, natural, real-looking skin. I want someone to say, you look well, you look different. Because, for example, you tan Ellie Golding, right? Yeah. And she always just looks like her skin is in the best condition possible. You'd never look at her and say, well, she's had a fake tan. She just looks glowing. Yeah, she looks healthy. And I think it's the same with, like, a lot of people like Lara Stone or, you know, um, Jessie J, who is very known for being pale. But then, you know, the fact is when I tanned... You know, Jessie, like you know, when she was when she's always here, actually, I, I tan her. But you know, she's all about that whole. She doesn't want people to know she had a tan. Mm. It's all about looking real, looking natural, looking healthy. Because that's um, the thing. It's not about changing your colour from like I've been on holiday for three weeks. It's about lifting your natural tone. Yeah, you, what you want is you want your skin to work as a background colour with your outfit or your hair, or your mm. makeup. You don't want it to overpower. Yeah. So you don't want the first thing to someone notice is your tan. Mm. The first thing they should notice is your look, mm. is your is the fact that everything complements each other. And I think that's where the products come in. And yeah, I've got like a, an express mousse that you can go darker with, and that's one of our best sellers. Um, but then, you know, you've also got your graduals, you've got your sleep mask. I've just bought out a sleep mask, go darker. So the trend this season is all about that whole go darker. So it's going to the next level. Mm. Um, and it's not about being too dark but it's about taking your skin to that go darker stage yeah. where you just look more radiant more golden as if you've been away for like a week and a half two weeks yeah. but the whole concept is it's more skincare has been added to it you know we've got black rose oil which is a great like kind of skincare mm. um, very ingredient. nourishing and hydrating yeah, nourishing and hydrating um, that was the word what I wanted to say and then we've really upped to the hyaluronic acid level we've tripled it actually in Again, that. and the original really one we've tripled it and then the vitamin, we've added more vitamin E, you know, aloe vera, you know, um, red algae, all the kind of the stuff that really looks after your skin. Because um, I you don't can like, feel it. You can yeah. feel it. We just want to look good, but also you want your skin to stay soft and hydrated for days mm. after. There's nothing worse when your skin feels all tight and torn. And well, because it used to be if you wanted to, for me personally, my skin's quite dry. So if I wanted to get a good result with a tan, I'd have quite a hot shower so my skin would be quite dry tan and then sleep on it mm. but the payoff for the colour would be that my skin would be really dry and horrible so then I'd have to mo- over moisturise yeah. whereas with your products you don't have that but it's, it's like that thing of you know like to me tanning is like tanning is like um, you know self tan is like a, a mojito without ice <laughs> <laughs> a mojito without the leaves in it yes <laughs> The mint, the mint leaves. I love all um, of them drinks with the leaves in it. What's yeah, it called? The, the, the colour I love is tan. The what? The colour I love is tan. <laughs> um, there used to be a lovely lady at the, used, 
Judy Narker that used to own Central <gasps> Play. Lovely Judy. Um, and then she's up north, isn't she? And she used mm. to do that phrase of, you can't turn it, tan it. If you work for me. <laughs> if you can't turn it, tan it. If you can't work it, if you can't turn it, tan it. Um, and that was actually a good, I mean, that was, she's a very inspirational woman because obviously she started out doing Saint Tropez, mm. selling it out of her car, and then obviously Saint came, you know, one of the, is, is the biggest tanning it brand in the, the world. It was the brand. It was. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, it's still a leader because it's, you know, but at the end of the day, there's enough room out there for everyone. There's enough room for, for people doing their own thing. You know, mm. I'm, I don't go out of my way to compete with other brands. I, mm. I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. And I don't want to bring out something as well that's going to sit on the shelf next to another brand that's going to compete with that other brand. Mm. I want someone to go into a shop and think, oh, actually, do you know what? There's no H2O tan mist that's a rose water on the market. Mm. We're going to buy this one because yeah. we can't get a rose water tan yeah. anywhere else. So I think that's what you want to offer to someone it's like you can't go and get a, a contouring tan kit mm. the tan tour that basically tanned you as well so that's a new to the market so and i've got loads more surprises for next year that i, I kind can't of wait. um and you know i'm very good now i'm you know used to go and tell people get so excited but i think now i'm all about like less is more and actually mm. keeping things to your chest um, I need to get back to the gym so it's a larger chest <laughs> with you you've got a large chest so Stop it doesn't really matter um, but I think bitty. Um, but I think do you know what I think um, you are in control of your own destiny you're in control of your own future and also I'm in control of my brand so at the end of the day I know where I want to take it mm. and I know what level I want to do to get it there and there's so many things I've got planned for this year so many things that I want to do and so many things that, that you know I will literally ring up my you know my investor you know I will ring him 20 times a day I'll ring on private numbers I'll use other people's mobiles <laughs> I will stalk him emails texts till I get what I want mm. not because I'm a control freak but because I'm one of those people that I'm passionate and if I believe in something I will chip and chip away yeah. until I get what I, what, what I want to do or get what I want right because so. I think you've got to be you've got to do what you need to do in life and it's like I was talking about the September issue and I forgot I did what I usually do you know I stopped talking about something else that's a, a trait of mine my mind is like I'm so excited that I kind of talk about one thing and then go to the next thing slightly what, what have I got why we spend but like, so long um, on the phone sometimes uh, yeah I've got like a what's the word um, I can't think. I'm just a very creative speech speech yeah. person. Um, <laughs> so September issue, I remember watching that in 2000, and there was a, a thing in it where Anna Wintour said, you know, when I, when she was younger, her dad said, "What do you want to do when you're older?" At 15, and she wrote an application for Wilmer School. I want to be editor of American Vogue. Mm. Um, I remember watching that, um, and then um, years later, I was at Saint Tropez, and I remember watching it again. And then I, it really inspired me because I watched it and I thought, actually, do you know what? If she knew what she wanted to do at 15, that she wanted to be editor of American Vogue, mm. I know I want my own brand. Mm. I'll just do what I have to do to get that brand.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.